0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. You just found the world's number one fitness, health, and entertainment podcast. This is Mind Pump. Okay, in today's episode, we answered questions that were asked by our audience. But the way we open the episode is with an intro portion where we talk about current events. We bring up scientific studies uh, and we mention our sponsors. So here's a rundown of today's episode. The intro portion started out by us talking about Google and how they're disrupting education. This is going to be kind of cool. Ooh, a little watch bit of competition.
2: Out for Google. Yeah.
1: Then we talked about how facial recognition technology is helping find... Children who were abducted years ago. So it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Then we talk about a show on Netflix called I Care a Lot. Sounds very interesting. I bring up a study talking about the speed at which the universe is expanding. Adam thinks it's baloney. Yeah. Yeah, I don't he know. doesn't believe it. We'll see. Then I talk about sperm on the moon. That's right. They're now they're gonna start putting sperm, sperm on Sperm on the Moon. The moon. <laughs> That's a song That's apparently. A song.
2: Yeah, it's gonna happen.
1: Then we talk about one of our sponsors, Olipop, uh, that makes uh, fizzy drinks. They taste like sodas that are good for your gut and have no sugar. Sounds too good to be true. I know. Try it out for yourself. See what I'm talking about. The stuff is amazing. By the way, you can go check out Olipop online and get a discount with the Mind Pump code. Go to olipop, Sorry, drinkollipop.com. That's drinkolipop.com forward slash Mind Pump. Then use the code Mind Pump and get 15% off. Then we answered the questions. The first one, this person says, look, if you're in a calorie deficit all week and then you have one cheap meal, will you gain fat cells? The next question, this person wants to know what the best at-home exercise is for the teardrop part of the quad. That's the inner part of the quad. Single tear. The, th- the third question is, is it better to go lighter with the squat and go deeper, or should you go heavier and stop at about 90 degrees? And then the fourth question, this person wants to know uh, if there's any tips to building a team of successful personal trainers. Also, uh, this month, we're running a promotion, 50% off, two workout programs, and one of our workout program bundles. The first workout program that's 50% off is MAPS HIT. This is high-intensity interval training. Uh, Great program, great for burning calories. The next program that's on sale at 50% off is MAPS Split. It's a body part split advanced workout program. It's a bodybuilder-style program. And then the bundle that's on sale is the Bikini Bundle, which has multiple programs put together and discounted. All of them are an additional 50% off. Go check them out. Go to maps, dot and use the code spring break for the 50% off discount. Do you guys see
3: what's going on with Google? No. Google has announced what they're doing with uh, oh. uh, education. Uh, they, didn't they talk about this already? What do you mean? Is, are these the? Uh, am I tripping? Are these the certi- like six month certifications Not that are six equivalent? Months. Well, it's supposed to be equivalent to a four year. I don't know if it's only six months long, but it's supposed to be equivalent to a four year degree. And now okay. it's and now right it's, out a it's, high
2: school. Is that the plan? Mm-hmm. And
3: yeah.
1: now it's accepted by because I talked about this before. So maybe it's something different. It's accepted by Google as a four year degree and by like three or four other tech companies as of right now. Is that in my office? Yes, okay. yes.
3: Yeah, as of right now, that's what it. I mean, I imagine it's going to, yeah. I mean, it's going Until to- Until Apple has one and, and Facebook. And, and Apple's, yeah. I know they've already put their 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 name in the hat also. So I know they're going to be moving that direction too. I mean, this, we said this- We called this, Four too. or five years on the pod. It's model. inevitable. Yeah, absolutely. Th- this makes, is going to disrupt sense. education more than anything well, else.
1: Well, tech, the old model for tech almost doesn't make sense because the old model is you go to, uh, you know, you go to your university for four years for a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Uh, master's might take, you know, six or longer, but tech moves so quickly that in four years you know how fast things uh, change in yeah. four years yeah so it makes sense that these tech companies especially because it's so competitive like one of the reasons why they pay so much in tech is that they're competing for talent because it's so fast moving mm-hmm. it makes sense that they would come out with a way to say look forget the four years come take our certification course and then you can work for us and we'll pay you yeah you know to in order to speed things up right if that's
2: your industry of choice yeah the, the sooner you get into it the better yeah it moves so fast like everything has changed like what, what's that is it Moore's Law? Not Moore's Law. Yeah. One, yeah, Moore's yes, Law. Yeah. yeah, so it's just like, uh, you're always behind. Like, right when you start to learn something, it's already advanced, you know, before you've even Not gotten, to mention yeah. that. Yes. Most of the stuff you got to take in
3: college, they, they don't... The first two years is all general ed stuff anyway. Well, so, Yeah, it's a waste for a, especially a
1: Especially tech a
2: specialty. Yeah, we, We've been spending so much money just on, like, trying to, to, to be well-rounded, and we found that that's not very effective in the workplace.
1: No, yeah. the, the current market is, and it's always moving in this direction more and more, is more and more more and more specialized. So uh, here's why, right? Let's say you have um, one person that can build a whole car. So we we'll go back to Ford, right? This is how Ford, uh, revolu- this is how he created the, the assembly line. You have one guy that could build a whole car versus uh, a guy who's really fast at doing the brakes, really good at doing just the dashboard, really good at doing the steering wheel. You create an assembly line and it produces much faster and better product because everybody's specialized on one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just, you know, times a, a hundred now, right? So- in tech especially, you're very specialized. So it doesn't make any sense to learn all this other stuff. It's actually quite inefficient. Now, do you
3: think we're going to see universities start to change like how expensive they are and what they do? like, yes. or, or do you think that they will start offering similar type certifications that will compete with it? like If they start to
1: lose students, absolutely. I
3: mean, that's inevitable, yeah. right? There's mm-hmm. got to be uh, – if Apple and Google, which I don't know what the, the number – maybe Doug can check this for me – how many people they employ – I mean, just those two companies alone employ so many people. Not only
1: that, but think about it this way. In tech, let's say you're competing. Let's say you're a a kid at a college and you have, I don't know, a bachelor's in some tech-related field, right? Mm -hmm. And now you haven't had a job yet. So four years later, you're going to look for a job in tech. Now you're competing against a kid who had the certificate but also has now two years of experience working at Google. You both go get a job at Apple. He's got no degree, but two years of experience at Google. You have a degree, no experience at all. Who's going to get the job? Google
3: employs
0: 135,000 people. How many of these... that's yeah. a
1: lot. How insane is that? Have
0: you seen Apple? One hundred forty-seven thousand.
3: Wow. wow. Now, that's, have you seen? Insane. You could try and meet every employee, and you never would. How no. weird would that be to to run a company like that and know that you'll never meet everybody who works for you? That's, yeah, that's wild. That's to me. wild.
1: Well, so have that's you crazy. seen Doug? Maybe you can look up the median or yeah, the median uh, salary at Google and Apple. It's insane. It's Like two hundred something. It's ridiculous.
2: So yeah. you had like Stanford was one of their main feeders for like Apple. I'm just wondering. And like what that looks like you wonder how many of these kids are going to end up like doubling up with mm-hmm. like also going to like somewhere like Stanford and like trying to get their certification course through Apple or you know like a Google
1: situation as well I don't know cuz experience is weighed more than education in in most places including tech by the way here's the median salary at Google median is not average by the way average would be adding them all up and dividing them which wouldn't be fair cuz I'm sure the CEO makes whatever so this is the median, literally the middle, $258,000 a year mm-hmm. yeah. at, at Google. That's insane. I was actually having this conversation with Jessica because was it you, Adam, that sent uh, – Adam likes to do this to to, to annoy this sh- or make me feel terrible. He'll send a house in, like, Idaho. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you'll be like, hey, Sal, look what you could buy for yeah. $1.5 million in Idaho. Yeah. Yeah. And it's literally – in a state. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, a, it's like a, a Hollywood mansion estate, right? Yeah. Now, in San Jose, 1.5 million will get you a- Track home. Yeah, 20- <laughs> <a, a, laughs> No, it will. 2,200 square yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Low
3: 2,000 square foot older track home. Yeah. Track home. Yeah.
1: So we were driving through different neighborhoods because uh, we're putting my son to sleep because he's just, you know, this is one way we get him to take a nap. We put him in the car and go for a drive. Mm-hmm. So we're driving around and then I take her to, have you guys ever been to Monte Sereno mm-hmm. next to Los oh, Angeles? Monte <laughs> Sereno. Yeah. So one of the most expensive oh, places crazy in there. California, right? Yeah. Now sure. we're, we're looking at the houses and they look like estates. And she's like, How much yeah. do these cost? I'm like, I don't know, $8 million? No, yeah. try 15 to twenty. Really? Million. Yeah. Okay, so 15 to 20 million. Mm.
3: Yeah, the, the, so the I looked Saratoga, the like Saratoga area, which, and you're talking about an even higher end area in Saratoga, that the like an old 50 year old house that is less than 2,000 square feet, you're talking about 2 million. Like oh, the starting wow. point is 2 million. Wow. So if you have an estate, you're talking about like the like, you know, 4,000 square feet. Yeah. Point. Oh, yeah, you're talking. Fifteen, twenty. Really? Million
1: yeah, so we're driving crazy. through, and I'm telling her that, and then I show her the one for you showed me from Idaho, and she's like, "What the?" And I'm like, "Here's a deal. In in the Bay Area, you have a little bit of houses, and then you have a bunch of people that work for these tech companies that just become millionaires. Yeah. And so they just have so much money that it, it inflates everything. It yeah. inflates
3: the hell out of everything. Yeah. They're, well, what's crazy? it for us. Well, what's crazy is when you okay. So use that example, right? $15, $20 dollars at a place like that. And where I showed you, which is in Eagle, which is right outside of Boise, Idaho, gorgeous. You could get a, you could fly a private jet every week to work. And, and yeah. still, I'm serious. Yeah, that makes sense. No, See, this uh, is how he tries to close. Yes, really. That's what, I, I'm serious though, right? You get a. You if you own a 15 to 20 million dollar mansion in California, do the math on what the property taxes right, are. So imagine right. you even pay it off. The property taxes alone are ridiculous. It, it, plus, if you have a mortgage on it, which is even crazier. So the amount of money you're spending, you could buy the house over there outright. The property taxes. fly to lunch
2: yeah. every day
1: with you the, could. The you could yes, and it's you only just an hour flight.
2: Have to not care about money to stay here.
3: You
1: know what I mean? It's, just at in, that point. It just it's just crazy to me. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy. So I was explaining this to her and she's like, what the I mean, I have a, you know, a family member who got a job at Zoom, I think, I don't know, a couple years ago. Um, And she because Zoom has now taken off and she has stock options. So it's like she's only been working there for a couple years. She's not a millionaire. Wow. On paper yeah. because of the stock and stuff. Well, it's there's crazy. been
2: some pretty cool th- – and, and here's the thing. There's good and bad with technology. Like uh, there's – I was watching this show that was like talking about finding a lot of these missing children and like how technology has advanced to uh, basically like they, – they found like hundreds of thousands of more – cases of missing children because of this technology where they're able to render like uh as they they age you know they, they take the the mom or or the dad or whoever you know if it's a boy or a girl and then they kind of like match them to their, um, you know, their age, like from their photos. And then they start to kind of like, you know, build what they would look like today. And so it's like a lot more cases have been found because they've they've been pretty accurate with is, these. Now, is that common? Is it common that a kid that goes missing is found four, five, six years oh, later? Even even like 20 years later. They, what? Yeah, oh. it's like crazy
1: stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. I can't even imagine what the parent would go through. Right. I you think your kid's gone forever. And they
2: still have hope. And it's just... It, it, these crazy stores it's totally a heart heartwarming kind of a a show I forget the name of it which is unfortunate what's it on Netflix or what's it on is on Netflix so
1: speaking of uh, of CGI rendering or whatever did you guys I sent it to the group did you guys see the parent one no no someone went through um, sculptures and paintings of ancient Roman leaders and then made a a CGI image of them so you could kind of see what they really would look like oh (laughs) no Justin looks just like Emperor Nero damn it Bro, exactly. Uh, the, the tyrant that just like <laughs> murdered all of the, like uh, the All Christians the Christians. For yeah. sure related. Oh, I'm going to make sure Andrew puts it in the in the video. <laughs> it looks just like Justin. It's hilarious. Oh, it, wow. You know what?
2: Like, I look like a lot of people. You know, like everybody always sends me like all these actors. Like I can't even tell you guys how many DMs I get from like all these like, you know, knockoff me's. You know, like, whatever. <laughs> They're not me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, I watched I watched
3: the show this week uh weekend. Any of you guys seen I Care a Lot on Netflix yet? No. It's trending in the top 10. I think it's like number 1 or number 2 right now. Really good. So I, anytime there's like a plot that like I haven't seen and and it was well done, actors good, great storyline. So and it made me go afterwards like, oh shit, I wonder how often this actually happens. So it's like this: uh, the the main character, she is a uh, I don't know what you call her her title, care specialist with like a law degree, and basically when some people get really old, like and they can't take care of themselves, they have dementia and they don't have family members, the court. Will appoint them like a a care specialist to now take care of their estate, and then make those decisions because they 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 they've been deemed medically they can't on wow. their own. Mm-hmm. So this happens, and this happens when people don't. And so there's in these companies that that help these people, quote unquote, right? That and are supposed to, you know, to handle their estate and whatever insurance stuff, and put them in a home if they need to, and potentially sell off. So their, take care of them, essentially. Yes. And the whole thing is about this girl that's just a – she's a con artist. Oh, I mean, that's man. what she – I, I mean, feel like that would be prime for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And that – so that it's a – I don't want to ruin the show. It's a really good show on what uh, what what could potentially happen. But my, I'd never even thought about that was a thing – but think about how, how much there is uh, room for somebody to take advantage of that that demographic of people, right? Somebody who's 80 years old, they don't have any kids that, that are uh, they're gonna take their inheritance, they've had insurance forever, they made decent money, they have a house or two, and who's gonna take care of all that stuff after they pass on? And this girl goes in and she finds it, and she has a deal with the, uh, you know, the whatever what you call the um, aftercare homes. What are they called? I can't think of the name of them right now. Th- that retirement, that, homes. yeah, like a retirement home. The doctor, so she cuts them all up. up. Uh, yeah, and then the doctor who would say that she has dementia and whatever. Oh, oh it's just a racket. Yeah, wow. So man. yeah, so she's backdoor on everybody. So they're they're getting like a premium rate. She's charging a premium rate for her service, and then the and then the doctor's getting a kickback for saying that she needs assistance and help. And so without ruining the whole show, the, the It's about her doing yeah. this to a lady and she fucked with the this wrong is lady. evil, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. evil.
1: You know, they're the number one target for con artists. Yes. Is the elderly.
2: Yeah, uh, there, there's so many of those like phone scams and everything, like actually work uh, because of like elderly homes that they get a hold of. Mm. And, you know, especially the political stuff, like they get them all charged up about like whatever the hell, you know, like we'll get them fired up and then have them send money to their governor or, or politician and it just goes right to this. I had a
1: client who was in. In his 70s, and he uh, he got a call from Microsoft. That's what he thought, right? Oh, we need to update your computer. We need to fix this and that. Are you noticing any problems? And of course, he's like, oh, yeah, I noticed it's a little slower. You know, everybody's going to notice that. So he gave the guy control of his computer wirelessly. You know, how they can get your desktop or whatever. And just just emptied everything. Took mm-hmm. money, charged his credit cards, took all of his passwords, was buying things on Amazon. He was like, what do I, I can't, what do I do? And it, so it was, it was crazy. Yeah. But all because he believed the guy was from Microsoft and helped him out. They target older people all the time. I told him, like, anybody call you over the phone mm-hmm. for anything like that? There's it's a bullshit. special
2: place in hell for those motherfuckers. I yeah,
3: feel, I I, I, that's all I could think about when I was watching this. I was like, oh, what a fucking yeah. evil person to yeah, do that. You,
1: you know what I just started watching that? I think you guys were, were talking about a while ago was uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, you just now seen that? I just now started watching it. Yeah.
3: Oh, really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, brilliantly made. The girl that plays the, the main part, she does such a good job playing that character and making yeah. it believable yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. Really, really good. But I guess that world of chess is pretty insane. Yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah? I had no idea that it was that. Wasn't well,
3: your son hardcore into it or no? He
1: was, but not like that level. Oh. Yeah. Great. I did know that the Soviets, that there was a big deal between the Soviets and the U.S. in competition, but the Soviets were dominant because- Obviously, they were paid by the state since they were kids to become, you know, the best in the world or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: crazy. I mean, it's like it, the 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 levels, right, that are in it. It's crazy. Like I played chess as a kid, but I'm not like that. Like the the ability to see so many moves ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think that translates into, translates into other parts of intelligence and in life. Yeah. And I think that's why it's so you know, popular. I think it
1: was in the I don't know if it was in the 80s or 90s when uh, tech, uh, you know, people, computer engineers we finally able to create a program that was able to beat the best chess masters in the world. Yeah, it was so Watson, right? Yeah, uh, I don't know if it, I think Watson for sure, but before that, it was actually in the, I want to say in the 80s or 90s. Before that, they would try to make programs that would win, and the masters would keep winning. Mm-hmm. And then they got to the point where no master could beat uh, a computer at all. Uh, and I remember, I don't remember when it happened. It was, it was, it was not that. It was a while ago.
3: Well, isn't there? I forget what the didn't it go in Queen's Gambit? They talk about how many total moves there potentially are. It's like an
2: infinite uh, number. Of yeah, them. yeah, it's, I remember that that uh, statistic I brought. It was like there's more chess moves than there are molecules in the universe. Yeah, something, like something crazy. Yeah. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay, speaking of crazy numbers, so scientists, I'm going to pull it up because this number it was just made no sense to me. Scientists have just estimated the speed at which the universe is expanding, okay? What? Yeah, so you ready for this? 73 kilometers per second per megaparsec. Okay.
2: <laughs> megaparsec.
1: Do you know what a megaparsec is? million light years. Wow. So 73 kilometers. That's a real metric? Yes. How do we... Because they're saying that it's it's growing at that rate. Yes, 73 kilometers per second per three... Point two
3: six million light years. I feel like this is like we're a bunch of scientists that get really high yeah. and they just throw some random shit <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to yeah. fuck with everybody. Like, come on, how do you prove that? Just up some shit? How do you prove that?
2: I did the Kessel Run in how many parsecs? I forget. That was like a, a Han Solo quote. It was. I didn't know that was
1: a real metric. One parsec Hilarious. is a parsec is three million light years. So a mega is million, okay, or whatever. So, I mean, how do they even measure that? <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> do. They have ways of doing it. Oh
3: my god, with
1: math. <laughs> <laughs> hey, every time I say yeah, some shit so like this, Adam's now. always like, "How do they know that? Yeah. it's impossible.
3: <laughs> it is impossible. It's you know, it's impossible to to fact check. You yeah. can't fact check it. That's we just got to, like, so they could just tell you know, us. Yeah, that's well, what they I'm just saying. tell us.
2: There's dark matter. <laughs> you know, they've never seen it. Yeah, dude. They've never seen a black hole either. They just like uh, you know, we just blindly believe. Okay, conspiracy.
3: Fuck, I don't know if it's a conspiracy as much as it is like, okay, how do you know that? Like, come on. Yeah. Because you 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 just we we mathematically just keep compounding and go like oh it's probably no, this big. I actually
1: don't know. I have no idea how they would know, but I do know that they're pretty good at, at estimating speeds and stuff like that. Oh no, yeah. dude. Uh, Adam! I ain't <laughs> buying that bullshit, dude. <laughs> And I was like, it's not expanding that yeah, fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's expanding faster and faster. And this is what, blow, this is what uh, blows them away. This is why they think there's A things like, like dark matter. I mean, okay,
2: particle accelerators. Wait, now, here's the thing, though. Like, In
3: order to prove that it, it's expanding, wouldn't we have to be able to measure to the
1: end of it? I think that they, the way that they measure it is the distance between stars. and they can The brightness measure, of the stars? Something like that. And they can measure the, that, and show that the, star, the yeah. stars are separating at a particular speed, I think. And again, I a, don't a theory, know. right? A
3: theory that because the stars are separating, that must mean the universe is expanding. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I bet you if we
1: looked it up, we still wouldn't know. Like if Doug looked it up, how do they measure the speed of the universe? Be like some crazy. That's what I say. I I don't. I'm not buying it. I don't know. I didn't even go past the algebra. I went. I went to algebra (laughs) one. (laughs) I know. Were you the one of you guys good at math? And no, I was. I was was actually geometry
2: is where I like totally peaked. Really, I was done. I was good, but I, you know, unfortunately, I didn't keep.
3: You know, really? Yeah, here's an example of when you when you have. So you how, could have been an Olympic swimmer and a math genius. Dude. I don't know about just, that. To dude. Just decided so, probably would been pretty, to do bodybuilding. Yeah, I'm pretty Phelps. average at everything. I'd probably been pretty average at that too. Okay. That's I But I, you know, it's funny, right? When you meet it, when you have a a teacher that really pushes you in a direction to, you know, get better. I just didn't have that in mind. And is effective. Yeah. Yeah. It makes like, easy so easy. I think it's really funny. So you guys know, like my grammar's terrible, my spelling's terrible, mm-hmm. but yet I was in advanced English in high school. Mm-hmm. But the reason why that was, was I had a, a teacher who believed in me and kept pushing me in that direction. Yeah, said, but Listen. your
1: communication skills were very high. Well, that,
3: So she saw that, right? Okay. She saw that my ability to put like my thoughts on paper, although it was scrambled and grammatically all messed up, mm-hmm. was good, right? Mm-hmm. And I also had a good d- discussion in class. So she mm-hmm. loved that. So She pushed me in that direction, even though I would consider that an area where I'm weak at math i had strengths in it i finished it early i didn't have to do any more of it in school and so i didn't and yeah. i didn't have a math teacher that connected with me in fact i always got in trouble in math cuz i was goofing off cuz it was easy for me mm. so i didn't continue to push or go beyond mm. that so i'm good or a decent yeah. or i was at in, i just didn't like it so. Same here. yeah i love science i was good at science basically. see i'm dr- i'm drawn math. to math. math i'm drawn to math because it's it's absolute there's that like, so that's you, what my son says yeah
1: yeah the, everything else is like uh, debatable you yeah, know what yeah, saying that's like, what my son yeah, says. says he's a, I he's, can see a that. he's a Math wizard, and he coasts in math. He just kind of does what you know, what he needs to you know get a B if he wants or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know this because he'll he little shit. He'll li- like not turn something in. His grade will go down, and then I'll get on him, and he'd be like, "All right, uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll ace next the next test." test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does it. That's so how I'm, I was goofing off in class all the time. Like the teacher, I was
3: always getting in trouble because I was distracting other kids because it came easy to me. Mm-hmm. And again, instead of having a teacher that saw that, and then pushed that in me, I was constantly getting in trouble.
1: And then when I was done, I'm like, I'm out. Teachers have a huge impact, a huge potential impact. Teachers can make a student think that they don't like a subject or they suck at it, or they'll make the student think that it's a subject that they enjoy. I had a history teacher. Mm -hmm. I love history. It's one of my favorite things. I had a history teacher in uh, eighth grade that just made me despise it because (laughs) all he would do is he'd go up to the front of the class he was the laziest fucking teacher of all time. He'd go up to the front of the class, he'd open the book, and he'd read the book. Yeah. That's all he would do. He'd sit that there and read the book. That was my English teacher. That
2: was the one where I got in trouble because we we just have to read... Uh, you know, Romeo and Juliet, and we'd have to read these Shakespearean uh, plays. And I would just get so bored that, like, finally I-, I convinced her to let us all read it. And so then I would add accent to it, you know, and I would, like, Of course you did. <laughs> you know, and I would <laughs> be like this super effeminate, flaming guy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then kick me out, and I got to go to the principal's office. And I'm just like, dude, I'm trying to spice it up here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is boring.
1: Yeah. yeah. You got to have fun, dude. Yeah. If you don't have fun, you know, when, when this is why when kids are like into something, like you ever ask a kid about like Pokemon or whatever, something they're into, they know everything about it. Mm-hmm. It's because they're interested. This is why those there's that movement, yeah. um, like the homeschool movement, there's a there's a movement within the homeschool movement, I think they call it unschooling, mm-hmm. where it's like child led. And the, what they say is is exactly that. Watch the kid see what they're fascinated with, they find their passion. and then you and then you use that uh, in a way. So for example, because I had a client who did this and actually turned out their kid turned out quite well. And I said, "Well, what do you do if they don't like like math?" And he go and they said, "Well, let's say your kid loves cooking a lot. Well, then you have math and cooking. Yeah. Well, or what if they love or cars? building something?" Yeah, what if they love exactly building or cars? There's math and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right, right. So it's in there. But you use what the kid is really interested in. It makes a lot of sense. Well, that's what
3: Ben Greenfield is doing with his kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I think he's had a lot. I mean, they get are running their own business and podcast already, I so know. I think they're doing just fine. I know. Yeah. It's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> hey, I, I, uh, did I tell you guys about the study that came out on past uh, steroid users? Did I bring that one up already on a podcast?
0: Um, about, it, about it
1: about them keeping the gains or what? No, 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 Do you no. Remember
0: Doug? No. Yeah, you did talk about it about uh, lifelong detriments of using steroids. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so more stuff
1: is coming out. I guess that's a big thing. They're finding more and more studies that your your hormone levels are likely permanently affected. Did we need a study for that? I know. Yeah. you know I feel, I feel like that's another
3: one we talked before
2: about this oh, yeah. but like
3: we do we study some things of well like, especially
2: we-, we introduce it early right like in your formative years where like you're at an already high like testosterone then you add exogenous testosterone yep. to take over it's like you know i know well i think that's the, that's the challenge that we had
3: with uh the last would you when you interviewed um john romano right yep. when he gave that crazy you know dosage for somebody who's young. And I think that's you're at that age, you're just basically, if you're going to do that, you're committing to yep. doing it. But, and I remember as a kid, I did that. I knew that was I that crossed my mind. I was aware that if I moved into this and I tried this, I may be potentially doing this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I accepted that, you know, and I think that's what you just have to do. If you're going to go down that road, you better be okay with knowing that you may be having to take testosterone for the rest of your life. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. So here's some, something else that's kind of interesting. So scientists want to build a, an ark and send it to the moon, essentially. They're calling it the Lunar Ark, and they're going to jam-pack it with 6.7 million genetic samples, mm. including sperm and eggs. Just in case our Earth blows up. Yeah, huh? just in case some yeah. shit happens to us and, and human you know, species dies off or whatever. Sure. On the moon will be all the genetic stuff that you need yeah. to start the human species again. They won't what?
2: start there. They'll do it in Mars, too. Watch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean,
2: it's uh, again, we're starting to think interstellar now, which is interesting. Like, we're starting to move out all these like private businesses going into the space race. Like, a lot of uh, momentum is is getting into like you know even visiting. I guess there's a space hotel now that uh, is going to open up in a few years. Oh,
3: oh
1: is that, that Elon rad.
2: that's doing that? Who's doing that? I thought it was
3: is is Elon doing that? I'm not sure if it's I think Elon
2: it- or it's like Virgin or it's. Um, uh, Blue Origin, which is um, Amazon, uh, you know that mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. guy's. So. Is
3: that the name of theirs? Blue Origin. Blue Origin, Blue
2: Origin SpaceX, and then what is? Um,
1: and then Virgin. And, and, what's Virgin? It's something else though. It's Virgin Galactic. That's Galactic. Yeah. That's right. Voyager Station. Uh, it's going to be commercial space hotel. Twenty twenty seven. Who's doing it? Um, let's see. Planned by Orbi- Orbital Assembly Corporation, a construction company run by John. Blinkow.
2: Ah, Blinkow.
1: Yeah. yeah. I don't know who that I is. Who yeah. That yeah. Click is. on the images. I want to see what the rooms are going to look like and all that stuff. Like, if it sucks. Yeah, you don't even get to really, like,
2: interact with any of the other pods, I don't think. It's like a pod that, you know, is just for that person
3: yeah. like, individually.
1: Let's, let's see. Scroll down. Oh, so it looks like a big Ferris wheel. Look at that, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of, I mean. Oh, so
3: then maybe you could, Justin. Maybe you'll be able to go, like, a hotel where you go down to, like, a lounge area. Oh, look at that basketball there. Look at that. <laughs> Well oh, wow. what
1: are the the hoops going to be like, you know, 80 feet tall or what? Like, how's <laughs> that going to work? Do some <laughs> serious dunks. <laughs> you know. Yeah. They have a gym. Oh, yeah. Man, I could I could bench press 1000 pounds yeah. for 100 Just don't reps. Accidentally
3: pee. So uh, I mean I have this is more your guys' you know, wheelhouse here. So how long would it be to get to that, right? So as a, based off of how fast it is to get a, get out into space. How
1: long would it take how you How long to, is the flight? Yeah I, get, I long, I yeah. Pro- yeah, I don't think it's that long at all. I think it's probably yeah, I don't think it's going to be that long at all. I feel like the flight to get there's going to be rough though. Oh. I'm not a big guy oh, on yeah. planes anyway. I don't like turbulence. Oh. I don't know how <laughs> it'll feel Because be about the g
2: forces to, to get you to move upward like
1: yeah. that. It'd yeah. be insane. Yeah, yeah, by the time I get there. I'm like, ooh, so you guys don't
2: think it would be long to get there at all? Like
3: you
1: mean long as far as hours or as in days? Like is it long? No, hours. No, no hours, max, Yeah, I think it's not going to be I think it would probably be faster to get there. Than it would to fly to like Europe. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Oh wow, really? Yeah. yeah, and I could be totally wrong. By the way, how long? No, yeah,
2: because like just getting out of the atmosphere doesn't really take that long. Like, yeah, let's find that. Let's out.
1: see. Uh, well, the trip is twelve days. Uh, let's see the experience of life. The first four months of travel, eighty thousand dollar deposits. They're already sold out. <laughs> yeah. eighty thousand dollar deposits, and then the and then the rest of it is what does it say nine million dollars. Holy shit! Okay, so wait, wait, oh, wait. Three, station, three hours and forty eight minutes after liftoff. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be like a three hour flight. Wow. And then, and then you're in space. Wow. Yeah. What if you're on? What if you're on this thing? Like, let's say you're on there. So the, okay. Yeah. So you're on the space station. Yeah. You're there with your girl. Right. And you are to your girl because then now you got to be in the club. Right. Oh. Yeah. Because you got
2: to do it in space. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's <laughs> the first thing you think of. <laughs> what, what, right. The mile high club. This is this this what trumps happens, that.
1: What happens when you finish? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. You got to have some Babe, collector. you got to go get that. Yeah. Um, what if you're up there, right? And you're looking out the window, you're like, oh, man, look how beautiful Earth is. And, and then a nuclear war breaks out and you see it from um, from space. You're like, we're going to stay up here a bit. Fuck. Yeah. What do we do now? Well, you'd be sure glad you're there and not down there then, right? Yeah, but no, but what are you going to do now? you Are yeah. you stuck in space? Food supplies will last another week. Uh, yeah, but no. Well, you think they got to have more than that on there? Come on. I gotta, don't know. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be backed up with more. And what that. kind of food are you going to have? What are they shipping up there? You can't be fresh. Just a bunch of tang. <laughs> well, if it's only,
3: it's only, bro, it's only three, Ugh. it's only three and a half hours of away. You know, what I'm saying you could get. You yeah, could but it's expensive. Set, you though. could eat in Las Vegas. You can eat a fresh fish out of the Mediterranean the same day, bro. That's true. So yeah. don't give it
1: long. Yeah, before but I wonder how much that fish would cost in space. Well, just yeah. fly it up on a rocket. Oh, uh, uh, I know, right? You know? It's all relative. Yeah. I mean, it's what's, all good. By what's that, your room service
3: bill going to be? Nah. It's like plasma TVs were twenty grand a shot
2: just
1: fifteen years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They call
2: them MREs. That's all you're going to yeah, eat. Yeah, they,
3: is all that they, gross uh, stuff.
1: they were talking about doing a space elevator at one point. Have you heard about? this where they build a structure that literally connects to a space station up in the sky. What? what and yes. how does it
2: prop- is it like some kind of electromagnetism or something that shoots it up and down or like no, how does it work I have no idea Come I mean on. probably
1: yeah right you <laughs> think it's a rope yeah <laughs> that pulls people up uh, yeah. the elevator it'll gets stuck. A lot of energy. oh fuck what are yeah. we going to do we're stuck in the elevator
3: something yeah it's, pretty- it's crazy to think that we're heading that dire- that in our lifetime we're going to see this stuff bro, bro. that's insane yeah. it's, it's 2027 I wonder that's- if that's what it'll-, it'll bring down housing prices in San Jose finally <laughs> but
1: buy a house that's, that's wishful yeah. thinking dude thinking that's wishful thinking yeah. <laughs>
3: Finally, opens so people want to go there more than California. Hopefully, oh, yeah. so what
1: happens? Oh, if you, what happens if you throw something outside the window just to hit Earth? I get probably stupid. Will. Oh. No, it doesn't. No, I, it, it you does don't think it. so. Yeah, are these all space these elevator are, are
3: these all these potential ideas right here yep. yeah
1: you know it'd be cool because
2: did you watch that movie I think it was Elysium or whatever with uh, Matt Damon and, and oh
1: god long time uh, ago
2: yeah so like there was the whole like the earth became sort of more of a wasteland and then there was this, this utopian oh, yeah. kind of space station that was outside the atmosphere up there like I wonder if they're gonna eventually try and build something cooler with like golf courses and all kinds of
3: stuff yeah,
1: earth sucks now yeah earth sucks I'm gonna live I, up here. I
2: think you know I think you know, where are you guys at with this like I
3: think it would be cool to go check out and experience but it's like I would never want to live there in space yeah. oh, hell no. no no way dude it's- yeah you guys say that but I bet you there's a lot of people that would want to to live in space Yeah, what
1: yeah. the hell are you going to do
3: up there yeah uh, well there's I mean basketball Obviously, <laughs> Oh, my bad. Yeah, you know say that. say I
2: mean, that. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of stuff still, dude. It's not good. Like it's Bro. not conducive for like life forms. Yeah, well, I, I I agree. We're I'm supposed not, to, we yeah. evolve. But on I Earth. guarantee
3: you, if, if that many people sold out on
1: eighty thousand dollars, it's well, just because they want to go to be there. It's like a status thing. You yeah. know, is, is what I thought. How many retu- just, How many people you think will be returning? I bet you no one's going to be like I'm doing that every year. So, like I did it. I'm done. I'm never going to do that. Oh uh, yeah,
3: you think so? Of course. I don't know, dude. What I don't. No, there's a lot of people that hate Earth, dude. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to do that, well, just to send say they them did. Up there, yeah. Yeah. I need to take <laughs> get, a break. Get from out of Earth. Yeah. I'm gonna go to space. Yeah. Go away, real quick. Yeah, because now that the big problem with that is uh, how do they how do they solve like you just starting to atrophy? Have they solved that
1: yet? Like where they need it? Where they like? What, if well, you I stay up there, machines, if but, you stay up there for a while, yeah, the, yeah. Um it doesn't I, even take that long. I thought. No, no in no, fact, it's, the it's the guy who stayed the longest at the space station when he came down back down to Earth. His body wasn't right for I think six months or a year because our bodies evolved with gravity and it literally it fucks up everything. Your 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 circulation, your, his eyesight, the way his brain operated, and he was he went through hell for like, I think it was like six months, yeah, to oh. rehab his body and get it back to normal. Oh yeah, it's debilitating. It, yeah, it just
3: totally messes you up. Yeah, so that, that's an extreme. So you got to think there's some after effects from just just like a week yeah i mean it's got to be a spectrum right Mm -hmm. if that if staying that long fucks you up that bad even probably a week or two up there is probably you gotta work out every day or something like that otherwise you're fine
1: i mean my body atrophies when i go to mexico that's (laughs) well i lay on the the floor well think about
2: that like in you know in terms of liability if you're the company like shooting just these average people up there like like astronauts train rigorously like like i don't know what their protocol is like how many months or whatever and like uh years that they train to like, you know, being in those uh, pools and everything and like trying to like go through all these obstacles. And
1: you're right. I bet you when you pay your deposit and then you pay the fee, what's included in that is training. You would hope so. Right? It, it's not going to be like a plane. Like you just get on and, and go. And then if you,
2: you'd you have to be able to fail people if they can't qualify, yeah. because like you don't want that, you know, sending somebody up and then they have like serious health. Now, here's problem. a question.
1: What are the laws? Because you're not in a country you're in space. Yeah. Is there a set of law there probably is. There's an international yeah. set of laws in space. You know what I'm saying? Like what you if you can't commit a bring crime? Lasers. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what if you commit a crime, right? You commit a crime in space. Where do you get tried? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna do it, dude. It's gonna get weird. Of course. Yeah,
3: well, I'm sure you I'm sure automatically you fall into the laws of wherever that business is from, right? So if you're taking SpaceX and it's from the US I'm
1: pretty sure they have an international set of laws on in space. You know what I mean? Where the, these are the laws that you can't. I don't know. Be, well, Doug's looking it up right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. space balls. Yeah, see what the yeah. it's a sp- space law. Oh, there's space law. Oh, space. And laws. Black and white photo. Is it that old? What does it say, Doug? I well,
2: can't. You yeah, got that. space
0: force now, so
2: you know it's like the the
0: space police. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the United Nations set some laws regarding space. So mm. interesting. I wonder what those laws but, are. You can't advertise they call it like Coke. Unusa. Yeah. Uh, a new stuff <laughs> is that an acronym for they, something? They yeah. yeah i'm not sure what it united for. nations i don't know what the rest stands for something a space y- something rather
1: yeah so rules and regulations of international organizations so I, you probably can't even smoke weed up there adam that's uh, life. yeah well, i'm yeah, not you going yeah. yeah you're not gonna go you're gonna want to get high when you're high you know what i mean <laughs> otherwise forget about hey uh what flavor is that one that you have that that, uh, holy the, that you have uh vintage cola so that's the one you always have no right? so I, the root beer is my favorite okay. Roop,
3: root beer is my favorite and then when we run out which i think we're out of that then vintage cola and then maybe the the is it strawberry vanilla mm-hmm. those are my my three favorite
1: so which that so th- was a 30 same. calorie was it 30 or 60 calories no no, no it's only it's 35. 30 35 35
3: and then only two grams of sugar in it carbs are 12 um obviously no fat so different. it's actually high in fiber yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's high in fiber. It's, uh, you know, it's funny. I got a DM from someone and they're like, uh, are you sure this is like good for my gut? Because it's soda. It tastes like soda. Yeah. Like it's actually made as a gut drink first. And then second, it's as a flavorful, you know, alternative to it's soda. It's been great because it's come, I've completely, I, you know, com- they're everywhere now. I see them at Whole Foods. I, I know. At place
3: I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've
2: blown, they've blown up. It's been a Yeah. Cool. What do they call it? Because uh, they don't call it a soda. They call it something else. Not like an elixir, but they call it something else. Like, uh sparkling tonic, sparkling tonic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. why? So so I don't know. That's just a so different they, category cuz it's not technically
3: soda. Yeah. So I'm sure. Oh, it tastes like soda but it's not. It's I mean, I love these things.
1: Yeah. I like all the the what are they called? I don't know what you call them, like the kids' kind of flavors, like the cream soda, and the you know they have the strawberry one. And-
3: yeah, they had the strawberry vanilla, which I, I would say is my top three for sure, and, mm-hmm. then, and then the vintage cola and the root beer is the best. I think yeah. root beer tastes. They,
1: they killed it on root beer. When I was a kid, if I got, I never, I rarely ever drank soda, but if I did, I always went for the like the weird color you know, stuff like the like the like the red the or purple, stuff. purple yeah Yeah, he <laughs> <laughs> was Grape. that guy. Purple, like purple a, drank. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was that what
2: was, was that? me. <laughs> was that the uh, Sunny D? commercials are always like, "You want Sunny D or the purple stuff?" Purple
1: stuff. Now
3: I know you're not. So purple stuff. You
2: were never like a big. You're not a big soda drinker.
1: No, I, never, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't grow up having a lot of it. I what about
3: you, know. Justin? Like, I, I know I've admitted on the show that I was like, I was a major soda drinker. Then I was a major Diet Coke drinker. So this has been like life-changing for me mm-hmm. to be able to have an alternative
2: that actually tastes like that. Yeah, on and off. I mean, I I get cravings for it every now and then, so it's nice to have that as an alternative. But uh, I, if I was going to drink anything, it would be like Sprite or something with. Like a a lunch, but um, my brother and my dad were like, I don't know. I think I got grossed out because they, they used to drink the big gulps, super big gulps, and everything before we go to church or whatever. And like I was just like, Ugh. and isn't you know, that
1: like 200 grams of it's sugar? It's so
2: much sugar, and like now they're paying all the prices for for doing that, you know. And like we didn't know any better back then; it was all just like, oh, it's soda, it's fine. You yeah, know? I, I drank that stuff as a kid for sure. A like, whole I'm surprised thing? they don't have diabetes. Yeah, as a kid, I was. I was How like, long would it
3: last you? Just a day? No, no. Are you kidding me? Like an hour, a couple hours. Oh my most. god. Yeah, yeah. No, we used to suck those things down like water for sure.
1: How many grams of sugar is in there? and that does well
3: i mean there's so many levels now remember i took a picture when we first started the mm. the podcast we were we were traveling somewhere remember and we, we stopped at a gas station and they had the they now have gallon drinks mm.
1: that are that are like big gulps it's <laughs> quite like a big handle on, click that, on yes, that in the though, bottom yes. there doug right right no no go down and it says people also ask because however you ask the question was wrong yeah, just click on that one right there and it'll give you the <laughs> offensively answer. enormous no provisions. not a large coke yeah these are all small go. dude these aren't yeah, uh, 108 grams of sugar in a big gulp, yeah. and that's, and that's is, just a big gulp. They have they big have gulp. super like big the gulp. Thing.
3: They have like extreme super big gulp. They yes. have like there's like ten levels to this oh.
1: shit.
2: Yeah, and they were addicted to cherry Coke, so that was their thing. You know, I like, like cherry Coke. Yeah, too. I, I would just you know have little bits. I, I can't do that.
1: To. You know, uh, what was that drink back in the day? The creatine one, and it had hell of sugar in it. It was it was a muscle. Celtec. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was it 75 grams of sugar? <laughs> yeah, remember? You know, it's funny. And it would make me nauseous as fuck oh, when I yeah. drank that. I, I I thought it was like, like we need to spike your insulin to get the creatine <laughs> in your body. Well, yeah, yeah, and then they, and then they That's tell you they then it.
3: they tell you to load too for like the first week, so you're doing like two or three- four servings, Yeah, yeah. So. And I was I thought it was so magical because I put weight on always from them. It's like yeah, hella carbs, yeah, hella sugar, yeah hella carbs, <laughs> sugar, and then water weight for oh, yeah, sure. The from, fruit punch one, I yeah. was like down in. That I thought it, it was. I mean, think about it from their point. They was very brilliant because you got to think that your 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 demographic of people that are buying that are a bunch of skinny they just bo- want skinny to scale bo- go up. Yeah, skinny boys that are insecure about being skinny and want to get bigger and put size on. And yeah, you just load them up with you know seven hundred calories of
1: sugar plus the creatine in, in addition to this it. This is what a great example of the supplement industry just. Being stupid, like they're like, oh, you know, if you increase insulin, it should shuttle more creatine into your body. And so what was their next step? let's give you 75 grams of dextrose <laughs> with a five you know gram serving of creatine yeah. that'll that'll do it yeah, yeah. Jeez.
2: I That's, mean perfect sense. kind of brilliant actually yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no that messed me I used to the, the weight gainers I had had a lot of would have a lot of dextrose I remember which one I had It was like 150 grams the weight
3: gainers never worked for me because it went right through me Oh, uh, you get the, almost every weight gainer. The poops. Yeah, almost every, every. Although I still did it anyways as a kid, you know, because I didn't register for me. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I just that's just part of the process. The
1: one that I had in regular rotation was uh, Weeder, and it was Mega Mass four thousand. Yeah. So they had Mega Mass two thousand, then they came out with Mega Mass four thousand. Yeah. But what they did is they just doubled the servings. It Was the yeah. same damn formula. Two thousands better. Yeah, and it was it was a it was a bucket like this big. And then the scoop was like that, <laughs> was like that big. And you have to put four scoops for a serving. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow. So like you're going this, to the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is good. It's oh, five servings in this whole bucket. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Quakequas. has
3: landed.
0: Brought to you by Maps Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpumpmedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking quad. Eagle has
1: landed.
0: Qua. First question is from Justine Priad. If you eat in a calorie deficit all week and then have a cheat meal, will you gain fat cells and is that considered yo yo dieting?
1: Okay, so yo yo dieting is more of a extreme restric- restriction and then kind of an extreme bulk. Uh, yo yo dieting would refer more to, just to kind of dysfunctional eating. Now, cheat meals can fall in that category. And I hate using that term, cheat meal, because it, uh, it encourages this kind of on the wagon, off the wagon mentality, which tends to turn into Dysfunctional eating. So what I tend to do is I tell to tell I I tend to tell people you're gonna be on this deficit, and then once a week we're gonna have you in a surplus rather than saying it's a cheat meal. Now, the science on this actually supports the metabolism boosting effects and the muscle preserving effects of doing this. In fact, there was one study where they compared people who were on a continual deficit to people who were on a deficit and with some intermittent periods where they would eat more calories. And they found that jumping the calories up here and there actually resulted in more fat loss and less muscle loss. Bodybuilders have known this for a long time, um, and I have seen this with people that I've worked with.
3: Now, that being said, this is in a controlled environment and a controlled amount of of surplus, which I think more to the point of this question is – what I think how people are using it now, where it's like, oh, I'm in this. I follow my diet, you know, six days a week, and I'm in this calorie deficit. Say it's a few hundred a day, and then Sundays I can eat whatever I want. Yeah, you know, and then and I and I think it's it's turned into this thing where, you know, I'm not counting. I'm off. I followed this deficit all week, so I'll I'll eat like an asshole. I'll eat whatever I want, mm-hmm. you know. And so and and to that, yes, you could. Yes, I mean, we talked about this with uh, Lane Norton when Lane came in. We talked about. How you could add fat cells. Uh, I don't think a cheat meal would do it. A cheat day uh, definitely could. I mean, uh, I I know a lot of competitors that post show would consume 20,000 plus calories in a day. You know, you do that. That's insane. Yeah, you do that. And it's not that it's actually not that insane when you've been deprived for that that long. And if you just add a
1: bunch of garbage.
3: Yeah, and you eat a bunch of garbage, like you are, you just you just and so doing
2: that absolutely could do that. So it might that, take longer than a day though, really.
1: Do you think it would happen in just one day? I don't know. I think the studies they did were, were like I I, think, well, I mean they're in
2: such extremes that like I, I think yeah there's a poss- possibility that could happen in that situation Well, just like, average person not so much.
3: Right, it's got it's got to be on a spectrum, right? How how much was the deficit going into it? So how depleted cuz yeah. you got to think your your body's going to take a lot of those calories originally and fill up all your glycogen stores first, right? And then mm-hmm. fill your gas tank up and then whatever over- overspills ends up getting stored off yeah. as body fat. So it's really there's a big spectrum there and you know i think the the more you get crazy with that cheat day the more you're flirting with that end, yeah, end of the agree. spectrum yeah
1: the theory is that the the body tries to figure out ways or adapt to capture all this extra energy because your fat cells they grow right so that's how you get fatter but when you're when you're, you're when the deficit is super low and then the surplus is extreme your body gets the signal that says we need to become more efficient. Preserve all of this. Yeah, we need to get more efficient at storing all these extra calories, not just because we got all these extra calories, but rather because we were in such a deficit for so long. So we don't know if we're going to go back in that extreme deficit. And so it actually adds fat cells, not just makes them larger, but adds fat cells. This is why I think uh, competitors, because you hear competitors talk about this where they – Over the years, lose their sharpness, Mm -hmm. or they they oh I can't look as sharp as I used to, even though I do the same exact diet or whatever. It might be because they're adding fat cells to their body, and I don't think there's a way to take fat cells away once you add them. No, you can't. You can shrink them, but you can't get rid of them. Right. So that's and I
3: I agree with you. So that was what I saw with my peers when we were competing. Is that you know when you were in the quote unquote bulk season. Everything goes. I mean, mm-hmm. you, if as long as you're training and, you know, your thought was, I'm going to put on as much weight as I can. And with that theory, you're going to add fat cells, which is only going to make it more difficult when you lean out for a show again uh, the next time. And so you would see these competitors where they would, you know, they had this formula down. Oh, I know my body type. I know what I need to be training. Oh, I know what my diet needs to look like. I know what my cardio regimen needs to look like. They would apply that formula to the next show. And it would end up getting more difficult, more difficult for them to achieve that same look that they had before. And they'd have to go to new extremes to get to that place again. So, And I, I absolutely would attribute it to exactly this point is that, that what happens when they overconsume like that, even someone like that's a, at the competitive level, they're adding fat cells. Well, mm-hmm. even not
2: at the competitive level, just having like that whole cheat meal uh, type of uh, mentality just isn't as... You know, it's not an effective strategy. It's not something, like, if we're still just... Uh, really fixated on you know cravings and certain things that um, you know your entire week is devoted around like being able to consume and it, it promotes that sort of binge day where like uh, if there's no like you know if you're trying to put all these parameters around that uh, you, you know that's that's one of those things you're gonna be fighting that constantly it's a terrible idea most people have a really
3: bad relationship with food mm-hmm. or they don't or they have no relationship with food they don't really understand it whatsoever and it'd be no different than having somebody who is an alcoholic encouraging them, hey, one day we're going to get fucked up, you know what I'm saying? But you'll be fine. Don't worry. The next day we'll get right back to things. It's like you're, you're flirting with dangerous places for a lot of people. And I think that, yeah, one cheat day, a cheat meal, whatever you want to call it. It's not going to harm somebody, but it's the behaviors that it promotes, and then the likelihood of what happens afterwards. Because if you're going to fall off the wagon or you're going to stop doing your diet, it normally happens after that. It's like, oh, you yeah. had that day where that happens, and then another day lines up, the and the flood another day. gates
2: open up, and boom, right.
0: Next question is from A N P ten thirty four. What's the best at-home vastus medialis exercise?
1: Okay, so the vastus medialis is the it's part the of, bicep. I it's, heard. Yeah, it's the part of the quadricep that is on the inside part of the leg. Teardrop. Uh, they call it the teardrop in bodybuilding or physique competitions, and it's a desirable part of the quad to develop because it 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 causes it gives you better aesthetics. Just like they'll talk about the outer sweep, well they'll also talk about that that teardrop. Part of the quad. Now, here's the thing with the quadricep: the attachment of the different heads of the quad are pretty close to each other, so trying to develop one over others, it's kind of difficult. Now, you can do this, but generally speaking, for most people, overall, just build your legs. If you just build your legs, you'll get a pretty balanced uh, look to your quads. But if you're somebody who's advanced, you've got great quads already, and you want to activate that part of the quad a little bit more or let's say you're a bodybuilder, competitor, and you want to try and shape up your legs or or give yourself better aesthetics, there's some ways you can activate that part of the quad a little bit more. One way is to do leg extensions with the feet turned out. Believe it or not, that actually does activate that part of the quad a little bit more. You're asking about at home. Um, Studies show that single leg exercises are really, really good uh, for, for, for doing this because of the stabilization that's Required so like step ups, single leg squats, and split stance exercises like Bulgarian split
0: stance. That squats. developed
3: that for the most for me. Is that where you noticed? Yeah, it? I noticed that personally the most from that for sure. And are you are you right? Externally rotating, not internally yes. rotating. Internally, they'll do more of the outer. Okay, Externally we'll do more. The okay, in. you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I'm like that. Seems backwards to me yeah, right yeah. now, but no. The sing, all the single leg exercises, lunges, Bulgarian split squat, and step ups, are the three that. In fact, I think I did a post like a long time ago, and it's actually a picture of that. I think my buddy Brendan was commenting on that, and it was when I started including step-ups, step-up to a balance, what Mm -hmm. I was doing. Uh, back then and those exercises i felt developed the most i think uh messing with the foot possession foot position on things like leg extensions which you see really common yeah. i think that's less effective which with
1: it is i mean if you're like a, if you got like really big muscular legs and you're a bodybuilder and you're hyper responsive maybe yeah but the average person you're better off just focusing on building yeah the whole leg not to mention what will also make that look more
3: pronounced is actually leaning out of course yeah so yeah. a lot of times that we we, we try and develop areas and we're so focused on growing or, or a particular part of a muscle to mm-hmm. look a certain way and man if you want you want a muscle to be revealed or look impressive like one of the best things you can do is actually just lean out mm. there's many times where a body part on me looks way bigger just because i'm super lean and then there's times when it's mm-hmm. the biggest it's ever been but because i'm higher body fat percentage it doesn't look as pronounced
1: yeah one way that i tend to see and feel uh, development there is the sissy squat, Uh, that deep stretch at the bottom. And then when I come up, I really squeeze my my quads really, really hard. Who's and I do, and I do it's, it's, and I do notice I get development in the middle of this. I thought he was going there too, Justin. Son, yeah, sorry, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I was getting <laughs> bored with this conversation. <laughs> so. I've never
2: about literally ever heard somebody ask to develop this muscle in my life. That's, because that's because ridiculous. You're all performance. You I no, give a I'm shit. Sorry, about, this is lame. You're like yeah. that. Yeah. You're, yeah. On, you're like that car with six
1: hundred horsepower that's like got rust on it. It looks, <laughs> like, build, build your legs. You know, yeah, yeah. be a man.
0: Next question is from Captain Mata. Is it better to squat lighter weight ass to grass versus heavier weight at 90 degrees? Oh boy, it
1: depends who we're talking to. Generally speaking, yep. by the way, this is considering you have good mechanics, good form and good stability, okay? Somebody who has doesn't have the uh, doesn't have good or sufficient stability or mobility, squatting ass to grass is not a good idea. You want to work your way to that with your stability and your mobility. But all things being equal, if we're talking to the average person who wants to develop overall strength, functionality, and well-developed legs, full full range of motion is typically better. Now, for some athletes, uh, it's actually better sometimes to do shorter range of motion, yeah. even higher than 90 degrees. In fact, you'll see basketball, basketball. players oftentimes will do – they won't even go down to 90. They'll do – uh, they'll stop, you know, like a you know, halfway down uh to ninety and work on that range of motion because it contributes more to their, uh, their That's the only time I, I see okay. value in that is if it's very sport specific.
3: Everybody else should be working towards the deeper squat. If sure. Even mm-hmm. if you can't do it, uh and I agree, I wouldn't recommend going lighter way and then forcing yourself to do it. You should work on your hip and ankle mobility, which is normally the, the limiting factors. Uh, that won't allow somebody to get that deep in a squat. So I think that for the average population that Mm -hmm. just wants to build muscle, lose body fat, be healthy, those people I think should all be working towards the, you know, ass grass type of squat. And if they can't, working on the mobility to get there. Be strong
2: and functional. And I mean, what promotes better positions, like everyday positions where you're going to be down in and you're going to be sitting in in a squat more. It's going to be lower than 90 degrees. And so, you know, to be able to navigate in that position and have strength in that, also it's going to help to promote uh, more stability around, you know, the hips and the Mm -hmm. joint. And so that way, you know, you're going to alleviate a lot of pain that's going to come up in the future. And so, you know, there's a lot of things to consider with that. But yeah, the only other uh, instance I would say like 90 degrees is if it's a performance driven uh, pursuit. It was life changing for me to to work towards this. I mean those that have been
3: listening for a long time know this about my journey but when I was competing on stage and and you know looked the best I've ever looked uh, I had terrible squat mobility. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't break ninety. Uh, and then, after competing, spent a really long time, probably a couple of years a really focus on it. And the benefits of that for me have been crazy. Like I, I, my hip and back pain is like
1: gone. Yeah, I mean, you used to get back pain all every the time. time squatted all the time. Yeah.
3: yeah, and then that's what kept me from doing it so much was it was just part of the process. It was like, oh, if I'm squatting, I'm be ready for my back to be on fire. So, you know, work and, and instead of caring about the weight, and I could squat decent weight uh, back then, but now I, I see one, I see more development with less weight. So I can be squatting less yeah. weight and see my legs as developed and then eliminating all the pain. And that in itself, I think I think for most people, that should be yeah. a good goal or direction. Yeah, the
1: other people that I would say wouldn't need to train with such a low squat would be a powerlifter. Uh, ba- Powerlifters are very specific. Again, it's performance-based, right? Yep. For if you're, if you're a powerlifter, you want to squat as low as, as required in order to get uh, clearance and then get strong there because uh, strong, getting stronger, going any lower, might not really give you any particular value in your competition. But across the board, your goal should be to get to that point. Uh, and if you have the stability and mobility to do it, then train that way. It's, and that's true for every body part, every single body part, every single exercise, the fuller range of motion performed safely with good stability mm-hmm. is going to be superior, generally speaking, than a shorter range of motion.
0: Next question is from Meg All Phases Fitness. What are some tips for building a team of trainers? Oh mm. man, I, I like this. I love this question. Yeah.
1: You know, I I will tell you the mistake I made when I first started uh, managing trainers and then how I evolved. Mm. The mistake I made early on was looking at the most edu- trying to get the most educated, educated ones. Yes. yes. So like yeah. someone would come to me and oh I have a masters in sports medicine or I have a bachelor's in you know whatever and that would be the person that I would hire over the new dude or girl who comes in uh, who just got a national cert you know, to, in order to work there. Mm-hmm. And it was a mistake because um, number one, they didn't necessarily have more applicable knowledge than the guy or girl who had the cert- certification. Here's why. Um, you learn a lot with, with that, the formal education, but we don't learn is how to apply it, which is everything. It really is everything. How to apply it okay. is far more important than, than passing tests and books and, and that kind of stuff. Number two, your ability to communicate to clients and your passion for what you were doing and your willingness to get new clients, motivate people to go that extra mile was far more valuable in terms of client success, but also success to the gym than formal education. Um, It took me a year to figure this out. I could see which trainers were doing great and which ones weren't doing that great. And I'd see the skills that they had and I'm like, oh, um, it's communication skills. It's applying their training. It's how good they work with people. Far more valuable than than you know all the schooling that they had.
3: Yeah, I I agree. This was um, it took me a long time to get to this place where I felt like I could build a team that uh, I didn't. I felt like I could get to a place like when I had Justin on the staff. By that time in my career, I got to a place where I felt like I really didn't have to work very much, and the staff really carried the team. But it took me a long time to figure that out. One of the mistakes was thinking that education was everything. I found out later on that I'd rather have somebody who had little to no education that I could mold into the trainer that I wanted them to be versus inheriting somebody who was really, really smart and did things their way. The other thing that I used to make a mistake on was trying to make all of my trainers like me. You know, uh, that was all I knew. Uh, I had success. So the things I taught was, okay, these are the things I'm successful at. I'm good at. Let me try and make this trainer like me or give them these attributes that I had. Um, That was also a mistake. It was, or at least was fleeting. I'd find somebody who was like me and then we'd do well for a while, but then I'd burn out a bunch of other people that weren't. Later on, I began to look at my staff more like a football team. I have, you know, I've got linemen here, I've got a running back here, I've got a wide receiver here, and and really celebrating their their strengths and what they're great at and focusing on that. That is what served me really well was looking for that. So if I was to drop into a gym and I had to build a team right now and I had nothing, uh, I would look for a handful of trainers that are uh, young, little, minimal education that I could educate and teach and train. So I'd have a little core Of that group, and then I'd actually go look for uh, specialties. I'd want to have the mobility guy, the sports performance guy, and guy or girl. Okay, I'd want I'd want somebody who specializes in the the nutrition person who's just dialed in or has a. So I'd want all these kind of specialty type people to complement my core group of chameleons that could Mm -hmm. that I'm going to develop that can train kind of anybody. Uh, that's how I would build a team now. And I think that would serve me better than going out and just looking for the smartest, most experienced trainer.
2: Yeah, I like that, uh, you know, that approach. I think that... um Really, what you're looking for, characteristic-wise, uh, is somebody who can really problem solve and think on the fly. Uh, and you know, the communication skills are going to carry them much further than uh, their actual knowledge uh, coming into it. A lot of this is is, is learning and, and being able to be confident and uh, convey your confidence to to the clients. And mm-hmm. and and really, like they they're the ones that are are believing in what you're you're doing with them. And so that's really like the importance of it is to, to to establish these relationships the one-on-one relationships client to, to trainer and uh to to really s- be able to see how that uh flourishes for them to that point that i think this is also what changed
3: for me too how i interviewed so early on it was just like it was trainer type questions you know what would you do in the case of this or give me a case study of yeah. this like that completely changed later on in my career to like all behavioral based questions Totally, yeah i wanted to get to the bottom of this person's character for the point that you're come you're bringing up right now justin is i want to learn about are you going to be able to problem solve when you're put in this type of situa- situation, how do you react? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was looking for the right characters to, to build in there. Forget the education piece, forget all the experience of being a personal trainer. Yeah. Those things are nice. If you don't have the right characteristics that I'm looking for, for my team, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No,
2: I, I do think it's good to have, you know, some elder people on staff with some wisdom that, you know, so it's at least one or two, you know, so that you're not carrying all the load of having to like, you know, convey all that to each person. Well, that goes back to my point yeah. of like having these like special like yes.
3: if you got this badass nutritionist, badass sports person, badass mobility person, they can help educate that core five or six that you have, right? So if you got this young these young minds that oh, are, I used to have
1: yeah. them run classes for the rest of the team because yes. yeah. I would have that. you the, have your the, leaders yeah, the, Absolutely cuz here's here's the truth, the truth truth be told, uh when you train the average person, a very small percentage of your knowledge is ever going to be applied to this person. Really. You're, you're working with most people who are either beginners or haven't worked out in a while. You're getting them to learn how to squat. You're getting them to learn how to row. You, you, all your your advanced education, you don't even use it. You don't need it. In very small cases, in very you know, few cases, you will. But for the vast majority, it's basic knowledge. You just need to know how to apply it and communicate it properly and work well with uh, with people. Uh, But what you said, Adam, is 100% true. You know, you definitely want, because you're going to get the occasional client that comes in and says, I want a trainer. Uh, I got in a bad car accident a year ago. Um, I've got really bad movement on my right side. I finished rehab. What trainer do you have working with me for, you know, for me? Okay. In that case, I want my rehab trainer who's really, really good and educated, like, you know, in sports medicine. That's the person I'm going to send you out with her. You know, you have the person that's like, okay, I just had gastric bypass. Uh, surgery. Um, You know, I'm looking to hire a trainer. Okay. Who's my, my really, really good personable, excellent communicator, very empathetic trainer. That's the person that I want working with this person. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, your clients are, you know, average person, at least 30 pounds. I've been eating, you know, standard American diet, you know, whatever I need to start working out two days a week or whatever. Then you'll have your general core. So I think what you said, Adam was uh, was absolutely Mm -hmm. on point. Look, uh, you can find a lot of free information from mind pump just by going to mindpumpfree.com. We have tons of guides on everything from how to develop your body to how to burn body fat, even on how to become a better personal trainer. Go to mindpumpfree.com. Go check all that out. You can also find all of us on Instagram. So we're all on social media. You can find Justin at mindpumpjustin.